Hi everyone, and welcome to Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. I'm your host, Jimena Garcia. This show is all about understanding yourself through plant medicine, as well as providing education and knowledge around this topic. I hope you guys love listening to this episode as much I enjoy recording it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Traditional Medicine with Shaman Flora. This is our last episode of our three-part series on how to prepare yourself for ceremony. And in our first episode, we spoke about the physical, how to prepare yourself physical. And we talked about the diet, we talked about sex, we talked about exercise and things like that. And then the last one, we talked about the mental part of it and how journaling and keeping yourself away from disturbing or low frequency TV, movies, shows, music, social media, and its importance and how it can support you in your ceremony so much. So we got those two out of the park. So now we're going to talk about how to prepare yourself spiritually. Okay. And this is a really important aspect of it. And I don't know how many people speak about this spirit aspect of yourself in preparation to ceremony. I've heard that from my teacher, but I think he's the, the one person or for me personally, maybe one of the few people in my life that kind of touch in this topic. And I think it's really important because your spiritual body is the one that is going to be going through the journey in your ceremony. So that's, that's the, the body that you really need to kind of like super duper duper prime. And, you know, I don't think that we give enough attention to our spiritual body because we can't see it right? It's not corporeal. So I'm sure that if we were able to see it the way we see our body, then we maybe give a little bit more attention. But today we are going to give the attention that it deserves. And with that being said, how do we prep ourselves spiritually? So the first thing that comes to mind is meditation. And why is meditation so important? Meditation is so important because meditation is a practice that involves your physical body and your mental body. And then it connects you to your spirit. For ayahuasca, specifically Shapibo tradition, when you go into a ceremony, you are sitting in darkness for about five to eight hours completely still going inward and then your spirit is navigating the ethereal and the fields and is going through all of these places with the support of ayahuasca for you to discover your healing so when we meditate we learn how to sit in stillness we learn how to connect with our heart we learn how to quiet the mind. And I don't mean like, stop thinking, stop thinking, stop thinking. That's not what I'm saying. That's, that's not supportive. <laughs> I mean to be able to sit in it 
and just notice what's happening in your mind, in your body, in your heart, on the floor, to get to such a level of connection to yourself and your surroundings that you cannot enter into a place of stillness and then your connection to your divine, to your higher self, to something bigger than yourself. It starts flowing in and then you are in that place, right? Another way that we can also connect spiritually is when we go into nature, when we connect to the elements of air and water and fire and and earth, when we kind of like pause and kind of like slow down a little bit and we kind of like listen to the silence. Let me tell you something about silence. Silence is the space where spirits live. Silence is a tool that our spirit uses to communicate. Because when you stop the shatter, the noise, when you kind of like can stay in a place of stillness, then the information comes, can come through. It's what people call um, downloads, right? That's when you are able to download, right? So when you're preparing your body, right, and you are kind of having this clean eating habits and you are following the dieta and you're being mindful of what you consume, when you put yourself in a place where you are mindful of what you're feeding your mind and you're doing all of these things, then you kind of create an incredible space for your spirit to come in and then help you and guide you and like open the doors and kind of like, you know, support you in your journey. Like I mentioned in the last episode about the letters that I wrote myself what do you think that came from? That was my spirit. That was my higher self. I was in my house and I was cleaning and I was kind of like making sure that I set everything up and I set myself to win because this is super important. And is when you go for ceremonies, make sure your home is pristine. Make sure that your workspace either your office or if it's your house, is clean and is ready to go. So when you come home, you come home to a clean place because you're going to come back being cleaner than what you left. So when I was doing all of those things, when I was getting myself ready for ceremony and I was getting myself ready to travel to the jungle, I was cleaning my house, I was organizing my my office, I was making sure that everything was like where it was supposed to be. So when I came back, I had a nice place to come home to. And then boom, my spirit came in. And he said, hey, you know this may help you, right? And I was like, I'm going to get on that. So that's how we prime the spirit. The spirit is a combination 
of your physical body and your mental body. Your physical body and your mental body will reflect the way your spirit feels right? That's how the connection works, right? Like, because we are all three connected. So, so when you are working in those parts of yourself and then your spirit has like a better place to, to be and to connect, how is another way that you can prime your spirit? By talking to it, right? Some people call it praying, I like to call it conversations, right? A lot of people think that praying is a religious practice and I will agree to disagree. And I think that praying is a spiritual practice. It's something that humbles us um, and that it teaches us that there is something bigger than ourselves. So that's another way that you can prime your spirit is by praying. Praying, praying for your, praying to your higher self, praying to the universe, praying to God, praying to whatever part of you that believes that there is something higher than you to support you in your journey, to guide you, to teach you, to protect you, to remind you, because they will. Your spirit is a part of you that you don't see, but it's always there. Like your body. There is no way you can leave your body behind. <laughs> If you do, you die. And your spirit is always there, always there, talking to you, connecting with you, letting you know about things. It's just how much attention do we pay to it? So when you're priming, you're making it a priority to pay attention to that voice, that little voice in you that talks to you, that communicates with you, right? And there is like, you know, like the, the, the cartoons, there is always like the little devil and the little angel. And maybe we can talk, we, we, we can say that, that that is like unhealthy ego and the healthy ego. But behind those two, there is one that is completely neutral, that is neither negative or positive, is just is. That is the part of like, I am. So that's the part that you need to connect to. The I am. And is fueled by love. So, how else? What else can you prime your spirit? How else can you connect with your spirit? Another way is through art. For those of you that like drawing, that like painting, that have like that creative mind, that was something that I did too. I did that before I went to the jungle. Like I will, I will, before I go to bed, I will sit down on my journal and I will take a page and I will paint. And now you ask me, Jimena, but what am I going to paint? Whatever you feel like. It can be doodles. It could be things that you think if you're not a painter that's that's fine you can just take crayons and just put colors but if i if i could show you 
what I what I painted, but like I painted like trees, like the jungle, and I painted rainbows and animals and frogs and things like that. And it kind of like helped me tap into like my creative mind and helped me kind of connect to a part of myself that helped me in my journey getting there. So that is super um useful. You can also look at like Shapivo drawings. Um, you can look at jungle drawings. You can look at like art that can make you feel in a way that you want to feel when you're in your ceremony. So that is really useful. Another way that you can connect to your spirit um, is also through readings um and specifically would be affirmations so whatever affirmation you want to bring into your ceremony or your experience um some people take like posts uh posts uh posts and they write them and they put them on their mirror some people take um markers that you can wipe off your mirrors and they write them there or they write themselves notes to like remember. They remember all of these things, all of them, what they're doing is they're priming your spirit. You're, you're giving your spirit ammunition for your ceremony. So then when you're sitting there and you're kind of like going through a rough patch, then your spirit will use that and be like, boop, here you go. So you're just kind of like setting up yourself to win so then you can make it to the other side and you can get the most out of your healing. So imagine if you are going into the mountains, right? Let's say you, 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 you got yourself a truck and now you want to go through the Rockies or, you know, some sort of like rough terrain. I mean, what would you do? I mean, a person that wants to succeed, it would actually prepare themselves with everything that they need. They will have a truck with the right tires, with the right height. They'll make sure that the car is full of gas, that it is a prime state, that they had like food and um, tools and things that will help them. If anything were to happen, they have like contact information of um, you know, companies or places that can help them if they get stranded, they will literally put a plan together for them to really help them through that experience and for them to get to the other side. Now, same situation, but then let's just put someone that doesn't prepare themselves. So now they want to go to the Rockies and they want to go through like a rough terrain, but they get a convertible or a sedan and they don't look into what it's going to take and they're going to do all of that and they get into it. I mean, what do you think that's going to look like? How is that going to end? (laughs) That's going to be a very interesting experience. And I'm not saying that anything bad will happen. I mean, I hope not, but it definitely will be an experience that they're not going to be able to enjoy. 
And maybe, who knows, at the end of it, they will. And they will find a lesson if they are the kind of person that have that mindset. But if they don't have that mindset, it can even be traumatic. They will able they maybe one day will never experience that again because that will be their reference point so it's the same thing with this medicines and your spirit is going to be the biggest ally that you're going to have in your journey is going to be the one that is going to be walking the fields remember i said that at the beginning because your body is going to be staying still Your mind is going to be doing what the mind does. But your spirit is the one that is going to come out and is going to go wander. And your spirit is going to come back to your body and then is going to connect to your mind and then is going to do all of those things. And it's the one that is connected to your heart. So with that being said, the other thing that you really want to get a lot of work in before you go in is learning how to connect to your heart, how to drop from your mind down to your heart. That, my friends, is gold. Let me tell you, is gold. If you learn how to drop from your mind to your heart, in situations where you are confused, you are conflicted, you are afraid, your heart will shine so bright that it will be the one that takes you to the next level because that will be the beam of light that your spirit is going to need to continue. So how do we drop ourselves from the mind to the heart. I don't think anyone has ever taught us that practice. I don't know about you guys, but no one taught me that until just recently that I did a workshop and I learned how to do it. And it is a practice. It's not like, oh, I want to be in my heart now. Let's go. Boop. I'm in my heart. I mean, after practicing a lot, you could like notice the difference of being in the mind versus being in the heart. And there is value to be in the mind sometimes, and there is value to be in the heart. And if you can learn to leverage both of them and then go down to the heart and then let the mind to execute, then you're golden. But your ideas, the things that you desire the things that you want to create, they need to come from your heart in order for them to develop a positive outcome. When we develop ideas that come from a place of the mind, there is always a positive and a negative outcome. But when they come from the heart, the outcome is always positive. So there is a meditation practice that I do. And the meditation practice, again, it goes back to meditating. So you can add this to the meditation. And what I do is I sit in silence. I take deep breaths. I connect to my breath. I connect to my spine. I connect to my root. I connect to my shoulders. And then when I find myself in that place, 
where I'm connected to every part of my body and I'm grounded. Then I picture a little Jimena inside my head, like right in the middle between my third eye and my crown when those two points meet in my brain. That's when little Jimena is. Boom, right there. And I see her. Sometimes I see her as if she's like in a sphere that she can like, you know, drive like Jurassic Park. Sometimes I imagine my mind, I imagine myself in my mind like I'm in a library. And either way, Sometimes it's the library, sometimes like the library, like the Beauty and the Beast, like, you know, like that huge, like books everywhere and like stairs to slide from one to the other side. So I imagine myself that. And then once I can picture myself in that particular place, if I imagine myself like I'm in a library, then I imagine that from like the center, right, from the center of that point that I mentioned, there is a, a spiral stair that goes all the way down through like my eyes, my nose, my mouth, my chin, my throat. Then I'm going all the way down to my esophagus and then boom, I make it into my heart. Like I walk down the spiral. If it's not that, and then I'm in the sphere then I imagine myself driving the sphere and then descending like a helicopter all the way down to my heart. So once you make it all the way down to your heart, then guess what? How many of you can tell me where the door to your heart is energetically? It's not the front, it's the back. Yep, the back. The door to your energetic heart is through your back. So then when you make it all the way down there, then you open the door, you find a door that is right behind your heart, you open it, and then you walk in. And once you walk in, boom, you are inside your heart. And then once you're there, you could stay there, and then you can practice how to feel to be there. You can notice the conversations or the actions or the ideas or whatever comes through. Another thing about the heart that is really interesting is most people inside their heart, there is no light. And that's normal. It's not like, oh my God, your heart is dark. No, 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 no. Scratch that. That's not that's not what it is. It's just the nature of it. It's just the nature of the energetic heart. Like some people don't have that light. Um, like the first time that I went down into my heart and I entered, it was completely dark. And I was like, oh, damn, that's dark. But it's okay. You come in and then you just call light and then whoop, it illuminates. And then once it illuminates, then you see incredible things. Sometimes people see like movies or they see dolphins and like I said, these are all like a spiritual practices. That's what I said, a spiritual practices that help you connect to your body and your mind. 
So once you're there, then if you practice, if you practice that meditation and you practice that connection to your heart before you go into ceremony, you're going to be golden. You're going to be so prepared to go in it that you're going to be able to take on anything, anything at all. Even if fear comes in, you're ready to go. You're like ready for anything that comes your way, either if it's pleasant or unpleasant. But that's the idea. The idea is to prepare yourself for an experience that you chose for yourself to take you to another level in your life. So you're not doing this for anyone. You're not doing this to prove yourself to anybody. You're doing this thing for yourself. So why wouldn't you put the effort to prepare yourself in this different ways so then at the end of it, you can reap the benefits of what you put in? That is something that a lot of people, sadly, nowadays, when they go into ceremony, don't do. And it's not because they don't want to, it's because they don't know any better. I was just recently, a few days ago, um, going down the river. Um, I don't know how many of you know, but I live in Sedona. And I was with a group of people going down this river. And we were talking about these things. And I told them, I said... I made this podcast because I want to educate people and for people to learn the tools that they need to work in these spaces in the most safe, profound, powerful way. So then you can actually get the most out of it. I mean, you're not doing me a favor by doing these things. I'm not going to get any benefit from what for the decisions that you make. My desire, my intention is to educate you in a way that no one educated me. I wish at the beginning of my journey, someone had taken the time to teach me all of these things. And I'm also very graceful that it didn't happen because that's why I'm here today. So remember, before your ceremonies, any ceremony that you're going to do, prime your body, prime your mind, prime your spirit. When you do these things, you're going to experience the full, the full potential of your experience. And the amount of healing that you're going to get on the other side is going to be so much bigger Remember, the things that matter, they take a little bit of work, but they take a little bit of work because they matter that much. And at the end of the day, my friend, it's about you. It's about what you want and what you need so then you can become the best version of yourself for yourself, for the people that you love, for the collective, whatever reason that you have. And you're worthy of it. So give yourself the permission to exercise these practices when you're going to go into ceremony 
So then at the end of the day, you're not harming yourself and you're not harming others. It's really, really important, guys. We are combining the West with the East. We're bringing these medicines and we're like combining them in a world, in a realm that they never exist before. If you guys talk to the people that work with these medicines, they didn't have to do any of this. And I'm going to tell you why they didn't have to do any of this, because they were not corrupt by what were corrupted. The, the food that they eat is so clean. The environment that they live in doesn't have access to the media that he has in. The connection to the spirit has been there from the moment that they were children because that's what they were taught. But we were not. We were not taught that way. We were not raised that way. So we need to put a little bit more work so then we can get to the place that they already are. So then we can honor these medicines, we can honor ourselves, and then we can reap results that actually give us what we need so then we can continue becoming better and better and better. And as you become better, your life becomes better. I'm an example of it. I'm not talking out of my ass. I'm not saying these things because I'm thinking that I'm better. I'm sharing these things because I went through it myself. I'm a living testament of what it's like to work with these medicines the right way with the right people. And the results of my life is the example of what happens when you do. So, my friends... With that, we complete this three, the series of how to prepare yourself with ceremony. I hope that this was really useful and helpful for all of you. Um, at the end of every episode, I invite you to try it out and see how it works and how do you feel about it. And even like dropping from your head to your heart practice, that's something that you can use outside of ceremony. That's something that you can adopt for your daily practice. If you are a person like me, that it tends to be very brainy, this really teaches you how to like move from the brain to the heart. Remember creation, like ideas from the heart, execution from the mind. That is like a power combo, I guarantee you. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. Remember to follow us in social media. Remember to leave any comments, a review if you want, rate us, let us know if there is anything else that you want to learn in the comments. So that way I can make an episode or I can ask. And I hope that you all have a wonderful rest of your day and talk to you the next time. Thank you so much, so much gratitude and many blessings to you for listening to today's podcast. Please subscribe to the show and tune into our next episode every Wednesday. You can find us on Instagram or join us, our Facebook group at Rainforest Healing Center. And lastly, please rate and review the show on our Apple podcast. This is the best way you can support us so we can get the show to more people just like you that want to learn about plant medicine.